The Damaged Goods Podcast. You've never smelled these things before in your life? No? No. They're, it's Actually, yeah, I think my grandma tried to shove it up my nose when I was sick when I was little. I found Vicks Vaporub like five years ago, and I fucking love it. Like, I don't know why <laughs> I never was, my, my mother was not hooking it up, but... I love it, and now these little inhaler things, they're just the best things ever. But when you do it, when you're like driving or in public, people think it's like, you know, poppers coke, you or know cocaine. What I mean? Yeah, for sure. But it's way better. It's like lavender, tea tree, eucalyptus, all this. Essential oils and shit. Yeah. It's like Vicks without the messy, glistening my shit on My grandma used to rub that shit on me. Really? And then she sticked the thing in my nose. So yeah, I have used it before. So you have, you're semi-familiar. I have, I have, I have a little bit. Yeah, that's good for you. You ever get allergies working in the in the I have the worst fucking greens? allergies. I have like that little nerdy kid in the corner with the broken glasses. I have that level of allergies. Oh, so not just so for like bad. planting uh, pollen and shit like that. For other things? Yeah, like everything. Like really? when they did the test on me, everything lit up. It what's was... off what's off the table? Um, Are you no garlic? If you're no garlic, you're gonna break my heart. No, I have no food allergies, which is fucking oh, well, amazing. Then you're, yeah, you're okay. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just peanuts are not gonna murder you. No, 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 no. So with just like air, water, fire, wind? Yeah, pretty much everything around me. Yeah. I'm allergic to dust and pollen, and Cali yeah. is like dust city, dude. It's fucking, it's brutal. It's dusty. It's brutal. It's very dusty. <laughs> I've had, well, I have friends who work in um, a similar field as you, and they're kind of very hands-on, and they've gotten allergies from working with plants, and maybe it's the, I don't know if there's chemicals, pesticides, whatever. Sometimes, sometimes all of the above, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I've had people that have worked for me that, like, couldn't trim for too long because they had, they would just, like, hive up and stuff. Yeah. I have a cousin who, like, can't be around it. Like, if he smells, he, like, will get, like, an anaphylactic reaction. It's, like, from the smoke, like, right? So, like. Yeah. Cigarette smoke does that to me. He could be lying, but I'm just going to, I never (laughs) want to question anybody when they're, like, my throat closes. You know what I mean? Some shellfish shit. I have uh, some people I know up in the northern part of California that, you know, have farms and such like. And then the fires were so bad last summer, they were just super fucked up from that. They would stay basically inside as much as they could until they had to go out and about rock crazy masks just to go do their work. If their shit didn't burn down, you know, like the smoke game up there was the air quality was like 560 at one point, which to compare it to L.A. is like when L.A. is bad, it's like one. 20 140 when it's real bad yeah. so that's like crazy bad you like asked me if i drive or i fly or whatever so like uh-huh. during those fires i'm like oh shit because i needed to do a thousand pound trim by for the facility that i was running um and i needed to buy it before it all smelled like traeger turks and before it was all burnt up right uh-huh. so i'm like i gotta go like now like leave the office and drive just fucking go the traffic was the shit though because it was yeah f- lockdown lockdown yeah yeah they went from illegal to like essential real quick when they realized that there was like a line of six thousand people that was about to form outside the dispensaries if they had to shut oh down. yeah you know oh shit i didn't like, think actually, about can that can you guys work do you mind going in um i didn't think about that yeah so i made it from downtown la to ferndale in like 10 hours, which is booking. Explain to people where Ferndale is in California. Like what bigger town city is it past or whatever? Because um, actually I don't even so know. So Ferndale's in Humboldt County. Okay, so it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. That's up there. Uh, yeah. It's hella up there. Yeah, it's and hella like, up part there. of that's like the most dangerous stretch of the 101. But like during that trip, they closed the 101 uh, twice behind me after I had done my buy and I was headed down to like why? Salinas in the Central Valley. Why'd they close it? Because the fucking fires were jumping the thing. Oh. There's a video of me and I'm like, Freaking out about the smoke, and then I turn around the corner and the fire's there, and I'm like, "Holy yeah, shit!" Dude, that's I'm from Georgia. I'm not, <laughs> Jesus, send me a hurricane. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the I can hear the the Georgia in your voice more now, and that southern accent that you're hearing on Damaged Goods this week is 
Jenny Beth. She is a, um, what did you say, like uh, an operations and sales manager and a very knowledgeable woman in the cannabis business. Um, she'll probably explain it better than me. I'm usually articulate, but I'm being selective <laughs> with my words because I don't want to, like, you know, say the wrong shit. So, yeah, you know. no, no worries. Um, yeah. So right now my title is uh, Director of Sales and Business Development. So I usually fall into either an operational or a biz dev side of whatever for cultivation, extraction, and manufacturing, and lately um, testing, which is really cool. So testing? Like yeah. testing the potency, the THC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain yeah. Levels. Um, I like this lab, though, because she has a heavy focus on like formulary and has a lot of scientific experience, and I want to know why things work the way they work. Mm. So mm. it's cool, but we also have my passion's cultivation, right? So we have a elevate your grow type thing where we can go in and like – like consultant you know, style? So yeah, so we can actually help you optimize so like people don't have to give you fake-ass numbers. You can actually juice out your real so numbers. So you're like somebody in sales and operations that like, you know how it's done. You're not just somebody up there telling other people. You know how to right. grow. You know how it works. Right. So nobody can pull some bullshit with you. You've been in the trenches. Right, but it's also it's, it helps me help those operators because like I know what the needs are and I know how to kind of figure out how to aid them because we kind of are growing together at this point mm. or we're all fucked. There's a whole lot of weed in Cali right now. Yeah. I've <laughs> had, well, from people I know that work in the business on either side of it, um, they're, uh, you know, they're having a little bit of a rough time and, and they were explaining that there was an extreme surplus and uh, I don't know what more of the issues are. You could say that, but they're not happy about shit right now and they're kind of a little upset and a little stressed out. Yeah, shit's wild and it's really bad. Like I've seen people offer zero dollar pounds, like just pay my cultivation taxes and take this weed and get it the fuck out. I don't have storage. My sh other harvest is coming. And so how is like how that. come none of it's not enough of it's going back to the East Coast or the other parts? Of I the think country? so. You know what I mean? Like, and also let's not forget that Oklahoma opened up like a gang of like hella, hella, hella large cultivations. So a lot of Oklahoma those are Cali has. people that dipped out because the fucking permits. So when so did when, let me ask you when did Oklahoma do that? Because I have issues with Oklahoma <laughs> but I'll go into that later but when so did they, they that? did that Oklahoma legalized to like was it two or three years ago two years ago ah, ah you motherfuckers Oklahoma. I don't know I can't count years after no, COVID we forgot one uh, <laughs> just around that time just before that time um, somebody very my, my father he, he's passed away I can say this he had some legal troubles in Oklahoma okay uh, due to that he was like he was locked up there whatever whatever and Oklahoma is, used to be very strict on shit, especially depending what you're doing and where you're coming from. And, you know, um, he, so he grew a vendetta. I've generally not liked Oklahoma City, although Oklahoma's, you got some cool shit. I just, Oklahoma City, I have other issues. We're going to shit on the entire yeah. state of Oklahoma right now. Sorry, guys. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And my <laughs> grandmother, my grandmother is like, you know, a 92-year-old and generally whatever, but she grew a huge disdain for Oklahoma and would use words like, those fucking rednecks and this and that. Dude, <laughs> they were mistreating her all this child and things like that. Uh, shit, she, you know, uh, but she she's never not wrong. No, she's not. But <laughs> I mean, she just was, she just got his, her son's back. Like she has my back. Like she would lie about right. whatever. She would lie down in the street in front of a million trucks for you. Like she's very loyal to her yeah, family, yeah, yeah. which is nice. It's cool. It's good to have those people. It is good to have that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, now Oklahoma realized they don't like being broke, and they yeah. found some money. That's that's what and people so see. And so now the trappers have rolled down there. I'm actually going to see what because that's I what people be see though. On what year states see the the financial upside to it, and they go, okay, look, maybe maybe we just like fucking loose it up and we get that money because you know when the state started switching and getting that money, everyone's like, oh oh, I get it now. 
Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And then there's still some states, a lot, <clears throat> I'd say the majority that have not, you know. And uh, like I, so I used to uh, work for a lot of big like musicians and artists and we would tour the world going all mm-hmm. over the place. And then in the U.S., you're touring all over. Big city, little city, little town, different states. Dudes like the party. A lot of us smoke weed. We're getting all this free weed. Great shit. We smoke it. But you go from state to state and you got to readjust how you do it. You can't be smoking out in the cut openly. We would always smoke on the tour bus. Or, you know, you got to be very careful where you are. And then you're in another place where you can buy that shit, you know? And I've gotten real flagrant since I've been out of the South. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like when you came to California? Yeah. Yeah. Well, very even before then, I was flagrant in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, we were semi flagrant in Boston, but now you can be very flagrant. Right. They, they could care less. They got bigger fish to fry. Out here, like years before I moved here, I was with my then manager. We were going to the Roxy to see this other band he managed. Uh, we're smoking weed. We're smoking a blunt in the front seat of his car. We get pulled over somewhere in whatever in Hollywood. He puts the blunt out in the, the car ashtray, but he doesn't hide it. It's not concealed. Two cops roll up, both sides, my side, his side, windows down. And we hadn't drank. We had none of that shit. And they were just asking him, had he been drinking, this and that. He said no. They looked in and they fucking left. They must have seen the weed. They didn't even ask us about it. We stunk like weed and they couldn't have cared less. But I do feel like since it's been all the way uh, illegalized, have they gotten a little trying to get more strict again? Or what do you think? I mean, like, what's Hollywood strict? But they're only strict if they really want to fuck with you. I think, like, at this point, the politicians have realized that, like, this is going to bring a lot of tax revenue because even though the farms are suffering, the brands aren't suffering they're Mm. still selling they're still doing numbers the only way the brands are suffering is if the stores aren't paying them out which happens a lot too unfortunately basically getting the the product fronted to you in a legal way and they're just not paying yeah they're doing terms on it and they're just like oh sorry don't have it which is kind of fucked because that's that's pretty terrible and so what's the i mean i know what the recourse is on the black market what's the recourse then in the legal game of cannabis well that's the problem you can't slap the shit out of anybody no more or go knock on their door so what do you got to go get an actual lawyer and do actual not gonna have a lot of luck with that mm. it's kind of you know i i don't know people still get fucked up i mean that dude in the desert they took him out and cut his dick off remember a few years ago no i don't know what do you what do you mean what <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I mean, that's an interesting story, but I, I missed that. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was an owner, I think from like the Orange County or whatever um, area. And they, yeah, they kidnapped him and his girlfriend, took him in the desert and like cut his dick off. I just remember in court, they were like, well, yeah. That sends a, that's a message sender for sure, dude. Like, you know, it does. I just remember in the court case, I was like dying because they were like, who, why didn't you give him back they, to the dick? Uh, I mean, the like, judge asked the process. The judge uh, asked the or the prosecution asked the guy, "Why didn't you give him back the dick when they were in court over?" On it's some like, John Bobbitt shit. You know what I mean? What can you like actually reattach it? Is that work? Like if you cut your finger off in the kitchen, can you reattach your finger? I mean, I think that's the one shot you guys got to be that's, like, "Hey, Doc, can you give me that extra two inches I've been lying about?" Is that a real thing? Because I feel like if that was real, you'd see a lot more dudes doing. There's got to be a dick implant. No, because everybody would have be. it. Dudes would all have it. And that's the thing. That's why if there was an actual like magic pill that did that, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you would see it so much. There isn't one of those. I mean, dudes would definitely be buying that instead of whatever they're buying. They'd stop buying sports <laughs> tickets, cars, hookers, whatever. Nope, sorry. Saving for a dick. Can't yeah, go, guys. Exactly. Like, whereas like I know a lot of girls and women who... That's what they're saving for. That's what they're spending money on. And, and the upkeep of that, dudes would definitely do that. I mean, dudes do... Like you see this occasionally out here, like like muscle implant, calf implants, well, you know, or facial shit maybe for the dude, you know. 
Um, but I if got there a was friend a dick that got one, a full BBL, and I will never say I don't know who what's that BBL. He got the whole 360 body thing. He's got abs mean? now. And oh, shit like forever. like so a super fucking uh like a like a gastro bypass, like a tummy tuck, like. No, yeah, like a tummy tuck, like when they cut the skin and move the, like the shit. The bitches go to Brazil. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. They go DR Brazil, Colombia. Yes, yes, that thing. I mean, and I'll never say who it is, but it, it looks great. I just was and they like, gave him abs. Yeah, they gave him an eight pack. They gave him an eight pack, dude. Wow, <laughs> that's I didn't even know that was out there. I guess I mean, like they they can do that shit because they do shit like that for people in Hollywood and they chisel them and make them look. I don't know. I feel like most of the time, depending on what the surgery is, I can tell what's real and what's fake. At least in LA, you see it so much, you get kind of good right, at it. You know? Right, right, right. And uh, like, I think a nose job is probably the easiest thing to not notice. I think they, they, they do that one the best. Probably. Unless you knew the person beforehand. Right, no, true. There's a lot of, there's some bad surgery in LA. Bro, there's too. some, because people want to cut corners and go cheap. They need to watch those scary ass YouTube documentaries where like someone, not to say it's good anyone dies, but someone dies from like ass injections that were f like cheap and full of cement. And that shit happens. Yeah. People get fucked up. No, you got to get a good doctor. You got to get a really fucking good doctor. Yeah. I it's mean, important. I mean, I know people, I know dudes who've gone to like other countries like dental work and shit. It's man, more cheap. Go to Mexico, Colombia, fix your fucked up teeth. For sure. But like I know girls who've gone to those countries and done the whatevers right if you do dude i did my tits in like fucking the teaching hospital in fucking denver with like the top plastic teaching surgeon i didn't look because your eyes are up here thank you yeah. yeah no my kid's dad when i left him told me that nobody was going to want me i breastfed my son for like two years he said nobody's going to want me with my tits all saggy and like used like up or whatever i'm like say, i went yeah. to the, he's a reconstructive surgeon i'm like hey don't do shit uh -huh. to him just pump these bitches back up uh -huh. i was gonna well I, you're gonna <laughs> fall in that small margin where it's very not noticeable. You you fucking slide right on the radar. I didn't change them. I just and if it was reconstructive, does insurance cover that? Fuck no, I wish they would. Oh, so like if you get in a car accident, fuck your face up. Insurance doesn't cover that. I mean, I think maybe to a point, but like I think insurance if, doesn't. Insurance doesn't do a lot. Scam. Insurance is pretty terrible. It's a fucking scam. It's like there's so many scams. Taxes. What a fucking scam. I sound like a crazy dude, but they are a scammy scam, dude. Taxation is yeah. theft. Yeah, I mean it is. Absolutely. Like if you happen to say you have a, a, a you know a family member that passes away and they leave Jenny Beth a house. Now that family member owned that house. They paid taxes on that house the whole time they had it, right? So they've done it, and now it's all and it's paid off. There's no mortgage, and they give it to you. Now they're gonna tax you on it. Which is, but it's already been paid, so it's like a double tax. So it's like, it's like, thanks twice, for the fucking dude. debt, bro. Thank you, dude. They just, I, yeah, it like income tax, like whatever. I like roads. I like firefighters. I like libraries, but I would love to see like um, an invoice of like where my money exactly went, because I feel like it passes through too many hands to ever really make much of a difference. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that that's pretty obvious, right? We got yeah. career politicians that make $250,000 a year driving fucking shit that they could not qualify for at yeah. $250,000 California a year. has very high taxes. Yeah, I'm pretty pissed about it. And that's well, the it, only it, part it, I it hate about being here. It affects your business a lot. The it cannabis fucks business, us. Quite a bit. Yeah. What is the, what is the tax in on your... Because I know what a dispensary is, what, 35 40%? So the, the fucked up part is you get hit so many times on it, right? You get a cultivation tax, Ugh. which is should be done away with because, like, honestly, that's fucking terrible. And half the cultivators don't pay it anyways. They pass it through and, like, make it the responsibility of the manufacturer, which is why your fucking weed costs so much in dispensaries. So Ugh. if you don't want your shit to be so fucking expensive... Wait, explain that one one more time loud because that's... We, people need to know that one. Well, because we're all fucking pissed because we have to pay 60 to $80 an eighth in the fucking 
fucking dispensaries, right? But that's because we're having to account for every time that we're fucking taxed. We're taxed at the cultivation level, we're taxed at the manufacturing level, we're taxed at the retail level, and then we're taxed by the municipality. Or some places don't, you know, Long Beach has a good tax, but some places will say a 5% donation to the general fund in lieu of taxes. Like, you just stole that from me and bribed whoever you got to sign this fucking policy. It's it's fucking shit. That's what, like, one thing when you go from state to state that have, like, like you know, dispensaries, you'll see the difference. Like, uh, Cali is definitely, when I used to have my medical card, it was cheaper, but I've been too lazy to, you know. It's 20 fucking dollars yeah. on, like, nug.com. Yeah, just I, do or it. Or if you know people who... You don't go to Just do it on the internet. It's five minutes. You do it yourself. They print your shit out. Yeah, it's $20. I do that. We used to, I used to save more money, (laughs) but it was still cheaper. Like when, like, like Colorado first hit, that shit was a little pricey, you know? And then if you go to, to Oregon, uh, Oregon, Oregon, whatever, dude, they had like limitations on what you could buy, especially edible wise. So if you wanted a certain amount, you had to go to like two to three spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Seattle uh, or Washington, I very much like their organization not cheap per se, but not as pricey as, as Colorado was at first. Uh, yeah, Colorado was crushing for a little bit. Yeah. And then um, Colorado was a fun market, though, and it was kind of like where everybody figured the shit out first. Mm. So, like, we had regulation before Cali did. So we worked through our medical program, which is like California's 215, to our adult use, which is, you know, 64 for Cali. Um, and so it was interesting because a lot of those bumps were operationally, at least, or regulatory-wise, were worked out in Colorado. So the, I don't know why they're fucking Cali so much. But, um, yeah, Colorado was expensive for a little bit. It leveled out. It's just a different style, right? There wasn't a lot of brand pushing there. Mm. So people were buying on quality. We trained our consumers to, like, know what was good fucking product, not what's in a Mylar bag and we called Zaza today. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was it was interesting the way people priced out. There was a fucking license in Colorado that does amazing solventless rosin. Their show rosin is like literally the fucking best. It's called All Greens, but they release it and it's gone that fucking day. Yeah. Like they drop the list it's and like you get your ass there in, when it on drops. A store in Fairfax, you yeah. Line up for that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Hundred ten dollars a gram all fucking day. Yeah, I like what I like about dispensaries. If you want specific things, like if you want some, you know, uh, edibles, cards, this, that, whatever. You can go and get your selection, but you gotta, you know, pay more. If you know certain people, you can totally avoid that, save a gang of money. But you can't get as specific with shit. You know, you can't, yeah. you, know, you can't hit your fucking little orders or what have you. But I think it's good for people that don't, you know, that are new to it, whatever. They don't have those connections, those people in their lives, and it's it's a safe place for them to go, unless you're behind them in line because it's their first fucking time ever in a dispensary and they're getting the whole fucking shebang dude like they're getting this tour and you're just waiting there just trying to cop some shit and you fucking I hate that but remember your first time in a legal weed shop and you were like wait the fuck yeah but I mean yes but I already kind of these are people who are just new to smoking weeds so, oh okay you know well I mean but that's that's. and I get it I, I'm, just being, I'm being a dick let I'm us not. get our money because yeah, our number yeah. one consumer are the people who haven't consumed True, yet that's dude. our number one customer yeah and then you get dickheads like me who come in and are like eh, you know Asking questions sometimes. Yeah. I don't really ask too many. I usually just ask like three questions and that's it. You can ask questions. I you mean, should ask questions. Yeah. We're paying well, people to answer questions. My questions are just, do you have this? Do you have that? I kind of already know what's or what's what's this percentage at? What's weak? I kind of know my other answers already. But, that's perfect. Stop yeah. buying weed off THC percentage. I know I don't do that okay. usually. But I, <laughs> should I know things I'm familiar with or if somebody else puts me on to some shit. Yeah. But like if I it's just if I want a little selection a little array the dispensary is great although 
right around me, they closed the closest ones to me. There was like three I could walk to, so now I gotta go a little further, which sounds like I'm whining like a motherfucker. Some people came and kept me <laughs> in the state. I'm just like, I gotta drive a minute. You know, Aw, I'm know, sorry. Some people like can't fucking, they get shit weed where they live, you know? Yeah, right? And they're, if they're like, do you lucky. remember the weed you started smoking when you first started smoking weed? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I started uh, when I was 13. I'm, I'm 39, so I don't know what that math is, but it, was, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't like bricky bricky. Mm-hmm. And then a little later, then you get in the kind bud, the BC bud, the beasters. Mm-hmm. And then that was the shit for a while. And then you, I got into my, I think I was like 19, 18, you some older dudes involved with this and the headies is what they, we call that in Boston yeah. East coast, right? Yeah. F- like fly ass, big butted fire ass, high times magazine shit. Right. And then, um, then you started to see like a lesser quality version of that, less well trimmed, a little more mass produced. And then the beasters started to slowly disappear because it was damp and whack or whatever. And then, you know, I don't know that that was like the, the what beasters. do you call that shit? The, uh, the fucking transformation. That's not the word I'm looking for. I'm like, see, we smoked weed before. It might be transformation. Yeah, there was a progression. Word, yeah, that's a, that's one. I had a great word for it, but yes, progression. Progression is true. You know, the sure evolution. Maybe evolution. There we go. I was trying to get my okay. Darwin on. <laughs> ah. Yeah. But um, I I started, I started smoking when I was 13. Um, like my my father, my mother before they broke up, uh, she didn't really like, smoke weed, mm-hmm. but she's cool as fuck with. It. I mean, she's doing it all anything. Yeah. And my father would do all that shit too, but he smoked mad weed. My mother smoked cigarettes, and my father smoked weed. And I hated cigarettes. I hated the smell. I just didn't. So I, and I tried them when I was like 12, and I'm like, this doesn't get you high. Oh, this is terrible. And then I'm like, well, we'll get you high. And it was, oh, it was around in my house, like, like laying around, smelling it. So when I first smoked weed, I was, I was way more, I was like, yeah, fuck cigarettes, dude. And then I got into it, but I didn't let my family know. Until a little later, then my father, I think I smoked with him when I was like 15. Probably. Okay. But my mother would let me smoke in the crib. Even like my friends come over from high school, smoke at the house, park, drink, whatever you want, just do it here. You right. Know? Um, what about you? How, when did it hit you in your life? I was 12 and my parents were not fucking cool like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Georgia uncool or just like older school or from a different. Um, so I'm adopted. My adopted parents are not with, was, were not with the shits. My mm-hmm. mom was not. The first time I smoked weed, she like yelled at me for smoking cigarettes, so she didn't even know what the fuck it smelled like. So you came home smelling? Uh, yeah, she picked me up in her minivan, and I get in the back seat, and she's like, Jenny, bad. I'm like, what? She goes, you've been smoking cigarettes. I'm like, I know, my bad. I'm so sorry. I won't do that shit again. And then like I realized that she doesn't know what the fuck weed smells like, and it's game <laughs> the fuck on. Um, but like, you know, my childhood was rough, so like weed for me was dope. Like I would go like at the bus stop and smoke when I had to switch from private to public school, which was also jarring as fuck from a private to public uh-huh oh so you my parents got divorced that's a that's a tougher shock than going from public to private holy shit holy shit i was such a little fucking bitch too about it like it was not cool and it yeah but i also realized that i could start you know getting weed more easily mm. um and then i realized i could get weed probably easier than a lot of people so i like i might as well get y'all Why some too easier um i don't know. I think I was probably just dumb enough to be like, nah, I'll fucking go. Fuck it. Or, um, you're, or you're brave or you're savvy. Look at the glass half Something full. like that. Something like that. Some people, when they travel, you know, like they, they want to procure certain substances in said state or country and they don't know how to go about it and they're lucky if they got a friend who can plug them. <laughs> and then some people uh, just have the wits about them and the experience to be in any place in the world and 
you can find what you want if you know how to find it, you know? Yeah, it's I did that skill. shit in Barcelona. I don't speak yeah. Spanish. Dude, I've been all over, <laughs> I, I do speak Spanish, which helps me a lot. But then I'm in, I've been all over the world traveling for music shit in uh, places where I don't speak their language and maybe mm-hmm. they don't speak mine. But if you play it right, you, you can usually find stuff. You got to go to the right kind of places, too. There's certain establishments or certain you know places you'll know right. maybe I maybe I can find us here. You gotta play it cool so they don't think you're a knock though. No, absolutely. And like that's kinda how like we were in Barcelona, we were at a club night before we left after this like convention great, thing great or whatever. Scene. One of my guys and like he parties. Like he's like a old school rave dude. Like he parties. They party he goes, there. I just want some Molly. I don't know where to get it. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know where to get it? He's like, I don't know where to get it. I'm like, that dude right there has it. He goes, Oh, he told you? I'm like, No, but that dude's like fat and gross and look at those fucking three bitches <laughs> on him. And sure as shit Strongest Molly I've ever taken in my fucking life. That's I swear to God. Yo, that, yo, if there's a, like a dude who's like like a let's say quote unquote physically um, undesirable, you know, a lot of very attractive women, especially more than one. There's a few things you could assume: money, twenty mm-hmm. foot dick, or drugs. Good right. drugs. And it's usually not twenty foot dick. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that also <laughs> sounds like an inconvenience too. But dude, I, I was I was in Barcelona working for some musicians, and we were in. Um, we we procured uh, some substances from this crazy like like a local stagehand dude who would wear like a not a kilt but not a dress but, he was <laughs> very, but very masculine dude. for and, sure and, and okay. he was wild as fuck but he was wearing like a kilty dress type thing and he was a heavy set gentleman and I'm being generous when I say that but yeah bitches. All over him. Yeah. No, uh, no, not this guy. You know, <laughs> this is at a music venue. He's very like unwell kept, like smelly, kind of like he looked like he had these other two dudes with him, and they were like nicknamed the pirates by the people I was introduced Ugh. to him by. Um. So yeah, they had a pirate vibe. They probably were sweaty coming off the ship, fucking whatever that scurvy, the shit they had. I can smell it. Yeah, I can, can smell, smell it right now. Yeah. Are you? So do gross. you have a good sense of smell? Um, I do. I think. Yeah. Well, you, so. I'm saying like you, you yeah. smell is very important what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I smell a lot of weed, so I think I got a pretty good good yeah. sense of smell. I had a friend. Oh, I still have this friend. Growing up, his father had had a fucked up surgery. No smell or taste, right? Couldn't, That'd be terrible. Right? So all he did was eat like sprouts and healthy shit. But anyway, couldn't smell. So when we're like 13, 14, smoking mad weed in his crib, pops, no clue. Can't fucking smoke. <laughs> and that's fucked up. But we took advantage of this poor man's, uh, you know, whatever that's called. That ain't a disability, but is an infraction on his <laughs> bodily system. <laughs> infraction. Yeah, I'm trying to be like wordy over here. <laughs> yeah, bounce back. But um, you're also um, uh, a mother, a mom, a yeah. madre. Yeah. Um, I know people who work in the business. I also know people who don't. People like my parents who just did crazier things. And, you know, sometimes kids see shit and, and you know, substances. And sometimes it's, it's worse shit. So there's, there's domestic violence. There's guns or there's, there's cocaine or heroin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's just, like, weed, which is significantly different. Right. Um. And my parents were cool with it. Like my my pops is he's like yeah just don't ever smoke squares cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So, you know it's all good. Right. So my transition was very natural. Plus I saw it when I was like ever since I was two. I'm always curious about how people that especially if you work in the biz, you, it's not like a thing you just do when you get home. When and how does that come up with a kid? If you don't want to, you don't have to answer. I'm just curious because of my experience is quite different than most people's. So I got a picture of my eight-year-old in front of one of my, like, giant extractors in a facility that I ran. It was on, like, a Saturday. I took him through there to show him the big machines and stuff. Like, he was, uh, you know, I 
grow for a long time. So like that was part of it. Like he was on my back when like he wouldn't sleep. Physically on your back. Like physically. Cause sometimes those fuckers like won't sleep anywhere, but the ergo carrier. So like I'd have to wear him so he'd sleep while I'm like watering or taking care of plants or something, which is oh, cool. But he's never seen me smoke weed. He's, he's seen me he's, high cause I'm always high. But he's but, been like, around cannabis and shit. He's seen weed plants and shit. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know how much he would like, recognize that as weed plants like he knows that i make medicine for people um and that's kind of how we discussed it and that there's farmers that grow the plants and then at the time he's usually mommy runs a facility that extracts it and makes the the different forms of stuff that people need. so you got a good sense of smell i do too i knew the smell of weed since i was an infant right because it was just in my house yeah before i'd even seen it then i would just see it laying around and stuff and then I'd be in other places in public, yeah. wherever, and when I'd smell that, I'm like, that smells like Skip. I'd, I call my father by his nickname, not whatever. So I was like, it smells like his friends. That smells like my house. Gotcha. I knew the sense of smell before I even really knew what weed was, and then I know what it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it still to this day reminds me of it a little, of, of just being a child. Yeah. So do you think he knows what the smell is? No, like? he knows they're cannabis plants. Like, like he, he do knows. you think he's smelled bud before, smoked weed, weed smoke floating in the, in the fucking atmosphere? Uh, I'm definitely I'm sure he has he lives you know he's eight I'm sure he's passed by somebody he's gone to, to something where somebody was smoking weed shit people are smoking weed in the park all the time like um and he knows that like I work with cannabis plants right so I just don't try to like make it something that's like crazy or like to, if he walked out I'm you don't sensationalize it and shit right right, right. Yeah. smart um smart. but yeah no it was it's interesting because there's there's different it's also scary as fuck as a parent right like if you're fighting yeah. with your fucking ex over your kid or whatever, like it's a yeah. it's a scary situation and like it shouldn't fucking be. Like I can come home and have a glass of wine, it's not a fucking problem. I come yeah. home and smoke a joint, CPS might knock on the fucking door. Like yeah. that's bullshit. That is true. I've I've got friends who've had um disputes with their exes or their whatever, their baby's mother, their what baby's father. And uh, based on maybe the person like if they have a record, I have friends with records or whatever, that's always brought up right. as a threat. Even if you haven't done anything now or not do anything now, just having a, a certain record, they're like, you know what? Do I need to call and say this? Because somebody's word, alleged word, combined with a record, they might be like, yeah, you know what? This person is is unsavory. We're gonna take the, right. you know, and that's fucked up, especially right. when it's something that's a business in a lot of states, a business in a lot of right. countries. Which a is what I was told, because it was, of course, that was, you know, when you're fighting over the most important thing in your life, you'll throw some shit you normally wouldn't throw, right? Like. I'll throw some shade. I got free smoke for days for people. But like, <laughs> there's, I try to not Generous. cross certain, you know what I mean? Give the people what they want. Um, I try not to cross certain lines. But like when you're fighting for your kid, and like I still wouldn't like snitch on anybody or anything yeah. and like or call the actual cops. But yeah. um, that's the one line. Um, but you'll throw some shit out there. So like they use the fact that I worked in the cannabis industry and the judge, which was amazing, um, goes, well, it's legal there. So. Oh. <laughs> it's always uh, refreshing to have anybody in the legal ju or judicial system on your side. Well, we were in Georgia. Oh wow, that's even crazier. And I'm sure this was like back in the day where I don't even, I don't even know what the law is there now. This is some small town court shit in the uh, small town small that town his dad grew up in. Small town court shit, yeah, is scary, which is dude. why it's all fucked. But it'll be you know it'll be art. 
it's just it's small it's small and i was just really i was nervous i was dead ass scared about it i'm like you know yeah. i just i had been put in fucking forbes for it at that point like oh yeah you, you know gotta you I mean? gotta mention that too that's always a, you gotta <laughs> brag about that I, i've seen that about you that's a big brag dude. you kind of you kind of got a semi brag about it that's not true i listened to your last episode and you said everybody juices up when people are in forbes everybody but me Oh yeah, <laughs> I did. Well, just that was about the the reporting. Like, so it was like if you saw an article there, you gotta like believe it. Is what I was trying to get at. Totally well, good kidding. for you. You did. You listened. I'm that totally was a- kidding. I did. I did my homework. Yeah, no, that was cool. That was actually really dope. Warren Barbro, who was a staff writer there at the time, wow. did a profile on me. Fucking. So it was fucking cool. Dude, you gotta have a. You gotta have some brags. I have some brags, and I always I, I bust them out selectively. But uh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. I called my fucking, I called my adopted mom, you know, because I'm like still a little kid. I'm like, love me. And I'm best. like, they put me in Forbes. She it goes, feels good. the business magazine? I'm like, no, the fucking knitting journal, yes. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She goes, for what? I'm like, okay. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So is she, she's got to be aware of what you do, huh? Yeah, I just don't think that she took it seriously. Like a lot of people where I was from didn't yeah. take it seriously. How's that nice know? little cannabis thing going? That's no, I had people reach out to me and be like, hey, are you going to like get a real job and like stop being a drug dealer? I'm like, I'm making more money than I'm you both. and I'm not in jail. Yeah, I'm both. Like, and you can you can make you can it, you, people think if you're dealing in anything in the black market that you're on the fucking corner pitching shit at night. It's yeah. No, I am not. And you know what? Technically, I did make the smart decision because that was why I fucking moved to legal states to Colorado yeah. and then California because I was like. Maybe I should stop blowing this house in Atlanta. Huh? Yeah, and I got the, the <laughs> knowledge, the the know-how, and the will. Why shouldn't I put it to use in a, in a legal realm? Well, it was also, too, like, I'm a girl, so I have this whole, like, girl need to have, like, a family and, like, the oh, normal shit and stuff. Man. And so, like, I thought about it, and I'm like, what if I'm fucking, like, driving down the road and I get pulled over with my fucking kid in the car and I got a warrant for some dumb shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it was about wanting to still forever fucking be touching and working with this plant. Mm. Um, and also have like a normal life, which is fucking difficult. That's and a, weird. that's, <laughs> that's a tough balance to strike when, yeah. when, uh, you know, greater society doesn't see what you do as quote unquote normal. It's not accepted right. in that way. Um, and they can't, you know, they can't really empathize with your lifestyle because it's one right. that they've only seen, you know, on TV and movies and a very different version of what it is now and shit like that, you know? Right. So. So in that in that lifestyle though, I'm I'm gonna come back to this uh, uh, just because I I'm curious and I'm I'm persistent. I don't know your son's name, but young man, Jenny Best, young man is he's twelve, he's thirteen, he's a curious kid like I was. Do you think? Or I don't know. He he goes and smokes weed with his his homies, or 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 he asks he asks his mother, you know, what's up what's up with what's up with weed. I mean, then I'm gonna talk to him about it. Um, I'm definitely not gonna give it to him because I don't want mm. him combusting anything and putting it into his body while it's fucking developing. Mm. Just because I you know what that. I mean? What's safe for fucking the adults? The lobe and, and all that, right? Yeah. Like, I get w- your brain right before you start fucking it up a yeah, little I wish, bit. You know I, wish I, mean? that, I wish that. I wish that for me, dude. I would have been psyched about that. But yeah, you know? that's I like that take. Yeah, and I mean that's not to say that my kid is not gonna fucking go do it. Like he's, you know. Super dope kid. He's super you're athletic. Not, uh, I mean, encouraging it. Fuck you're not no. enhancing it. No, I will mm. not be enhancing it. Yeah, I, I respect that because, well, at least you're being honest. You're being transparent with them. So that I think the worst thing is lying to kids and demonizing it. Right. Myself and a lot of my friends, we didn't have that. We didn't get it demonized like we we saw it. Right. So it was different. 
when I get older and I meet kids whose parents demonized it or lied to them or they went to, you know, those bullshit programs. Some of did too, but I just knew it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. When they finally make the switch or whatever, it's crazy how they view everything, you know. I was fucking raging. Yeah. Oh, it dude. was great. Yeah. Everything yeah. was great. Yeah, Weed I mean, was great. Yeah. I've been raging for, for a long time. Yeah. It was like, and then I started like sneaking out and going to spend the night at friends' houses and going to music festivals. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm out. Yeah. yeah this is it. it. Yeah. I remember fucking spinning around like on a head full of fucking mushrooms in this <laughs> Beard of the Swanee music park. I was like 17. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. That's the shit. <laughs> yeah. And now, well, so how long have you been in California for? Um, March will be three years. Oh, okay. So yeah, not too, not as, not too long. Not too long. Oh, Mm-mm. shit. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, your accent has only grown thicker as the podcast progresses right it's great though it's very it's very uh georgian i like i dig it i dig it yeah nah, what's Georgia's your least fun. favorite accent in the united states of america contemplate this who do i want to fuck over right just now the, your least favorite accent in the states there's got to be one that you just you, and, you know wisconsin is just grating <laughs> like it just is yeah well like there's that that whole region has like it's different, but semi-similar. But, you know, it's like Illinois is different than Wisconsin. Because it's low-key Canada. Than, it's a low-key yeah. Canadian accent. You and know what you I mean? And then you get Minneapolis is a fucking city. Minnesota. I suck fucking at show? Fargo. Remember yeah, that show, yeah, fucking course. Fargo? Yeah. That's the accent I'm thinking of So right that's now. like, yeah, that's even, that's more aggressive than the Wisconsin one. Um, but it's, yeah, that's one for sure. And then there's like the, the Canadian accent varies too, depending where you're at. You know, you can get the French shit, but they're so fucking cool. nice. And so it's Dude, like, oh, okay. every time I go to Canada, like on like work shit, uh, I get apologized. I sort said sorry to like five times in the first hour. I count it. It's great. They're very polite. They have great fucking manners, dude. I they're so fucking Canadians. polite. That's why you can't get mad at them. Yeah. They're very strict at the border though, man. They are not friendly. If you yeah. drive flying, they don't care. Driving, they are very, uh, I don't know. They're not so um, letting go of people just coming in, at least Americans driving in. Yeah, no, they're not there for that. My friend um, moved to Alaska with her boyfriend. She's Jesus. like, no, she's like fucking nuts, dude. She yeah. just like flits off wherever or whatever. She hates But sunlight. she had like three or four DUIs. So when in they Alaska? were driving, no, before she moved. So mm-hmm. like when they're driving up, she had to like fly from the border. Oh, to yeah. Alaska because she couldn't drive the Canada portion with him. Yeah, no, there's, they're very strict on shit. And uh, I, I was told that from people that uh, used to go to Canada a lot in the 80s for things, it kind of flipped because the states used to be kind of strict on them. Mm-hmm. And then come like the 2000s and now the dollar and the Canadian dollar are not so uh, distant. And people are, weird, you know, they have a nice lifestyle over there. Mm-hmm. They started getting really strict on people. DUI is a big one. Uh, drug shit is, they're huge on that. And or obviously any violent assault, but they'll ask you trick questions like, uh, not if you've been convicted or like, have you been arrested? Which doesn't mean you were guilty, but if you don't answer that right, and they'll go through your shit, and they can always say, you know what? Nah, go back. Like we'd be on tour, right? Crew buses, band buses. Sometimes they cool, they step on the bus, they look around, and you you're, you always like get rid of your shit, or you and you air the bus out. You put cotton balls in the fucking vents, burn popcorn in the microwave so it smells like burnt popcorn. So the bus don't smell like weed. And they'll come and look around, and then if they want, they bring you all in. Now, if you've gotten any felonies or whatever, uh, if you didn't pay for an expensive lawyer thing to do shit, they're, they're going to send you back, fly back, can't even come in. Or they'll bring you in the back and question you. But usually they're, they're cool unless it's like a weed thing. But I, So they, this band, I can't say who it was, right? Uh, we were, they were behind our crew bus, 
and the one of the main dudes in the band's wife, straight edge, don't do nothing, right? They went on their bus, they go in, they check the passports, they say, um, you have cocaine residue on your passport and your watch, so we're going to run through the whole bus. But she didn't because she's so, or she's straight edge. Right. She never fucks with none of that. So they'll like almost come up with a probable cause if they think they got a hunch. And they found nothing. They fucking, you know, wasted their time and all that shit. I mean, police anywhere will do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Let's be real. That's true. They, that's, that's why people are all funny. They're like, oh, I'll talk on the phone. Fuck the phone. If they want you, they're coming to get yeah. you no matter what evidence they do or do not have, friend. Yeah. That's true. Like, it just, you know. See, I almost said something I shouldn't say. Uh, good for record. you. Good censorship skills, Look man. Look at me go. Look at you, dude. Look that was really now. good. That was good. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny, but that's not funny. But it, it, the way, like you know, weed for so long in most states was still a crime, especially when you get up there and you're dealing with mass amounts. It really doesn't matter what it is. If there's a lot of money involved, uh, you you're more of a target for not only the authorities, but you know, you know, stick up dudes or, or rival people, whatever. If you're just selling like fucking eights and shit, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But when you get up there, it doesn't matter if it's heroin or weed or, or fucking stolen right. TVs. And, you know, because it's not federally legal, you know, people could still, you know, cops could still bust you. They could still fuck with you if they yeah. want. And in some states, they're definitely going, they're going to, Arkansas, they're going to slam you like you shot somebody, maybe. Absolutely. For, for you know? Fuck Arkansas. You been to Arkansas before? Um, No. I don't think I have. Thank God. Favorite place in the South besides Georgia? Um, Hard-hitting questions on damaged goods. Mm. Mm. Favorite place in the, um, probably the Outer Banks. So like North in North Carolina, Carolina? Mm-hmm. good surfing there. I surf. Okay, very good. I've I never surfed not. in the Outer Banks, but I quite would like to. It's fucking. That's the one of the best places on the East Coast it's to surf. Dope. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Jersey, that. Jersey, surprisingly, is the best place in general on the East Coast to surf. Even right by like Asbury Park, where fucking uh, thing Bruce Springsteen's from and shit. Okay, that, which is weird. Like Jersey's like that's the, the fucking shit for them surfing. Okay, I get no one probably cares about that. I mean, I surf. didn't expect that from Jersey. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. It's fucking yeah, it's Jersey, dude. Which I love parts of Jersey. Don't get mad, but yeah, yeah. But Outer Banks is great. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, that's pretty nice. Yeah. I like bougie shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it bougie like, there? I've never been. I thought it was like very uh, desolate. It can, it can be. Is it? it really? Be. Like Duck and Nags Head, yeah. Damn. I thought it was like, at least by the beach, was like a desolate kind of like sand dune kind of thing. Have I been misled? There's some really nice houses there. Really? So it's not cheap. So I'm not moving there next week. I mean, I don't know. what you Parts of it you might can. Yeah. Really? Is that is it nicer than like uh, like Asheville? Yeah, Asheville's more like rustic. I used to spend like Thanksgiving yeah, up there. I, cool. did, I had one stepdad whose family was up there, so we'd go up for Thanksgivings and shit. I had some family move there, some cousins and shit. It's, it's cute. It's cool, yeah. It's, it's hella cute. It's cool, yeah. There's a good music scene in Asheville. Well, that's why I was there. I was working with Asheville music shows hall? and shit. Uh, it was, yeah, the big ass joint. Asheville music hall, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like in the downtown, a bunch of restaurants and shit. Cool, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And then I've been, I've been to like, you know, Charlotte and Chapel Hill and Wilmington and all that shit. Charlotte's a cute city. Yeah, Some of Charlotte's, Charlotte's cool. cute. I got, I got, I had a rough night, rough morning in Charlotte once, partying and then trying to work a fucking giant arena, and I was very hungover. Yeah. It was rough. I was, I threw up in front of the guy, head of the venue. Speaking rough. about Charlotte, can we talk about the baby? Oh, the rapper, the baby. So, <laughs> what's he gonna do next? Before I knew that it was, this is a while ago, before I knew it was pronounced the baby, I looked at it and I didn't notice like the capitalization. So I was like, Dabba B? Who the fuck is Dabba B? And then I'm like, dude, you're, you, sh- you know, you're right. And look at the fuck is the baby. Yeah. What he got a drink thrown at him? 
right the other day i don't fucking know he's now in some shit with his baby mamas he pissed oh. off the lbtq community yeah, and you know yeah, that in comedy that. you can't do that yeah no, in, in anything in entertainment you can't really piss off anyone now they just tried to but kill he, he went and did Jesus. some like large public uh apologies and shit but he but he got axed from a lot of tours and left off some people's albums and that just happened to travis scott just got removed from tours and albums because of that shit that shit was wild though and that shit was live nation's fault yeah i mean Anytime a tragedy happens with a with a, a brand, a company, an artist, everyone wants to distance themselves very quickly because you don't want to be guilty by association, yeah. you know. But, but yeah, did, I'm the sure the dude it. feels like shit though. Oh yeah, you know of course. I mean? Like, I mean, who, yeah. When they knocked that VIP fence down and they didn't know that that they, they hadn't screened any of those people that came in, that's when they should have fucking called it. You know what I mean? Because like, I mean, what if somebody came it, in with a gun? Yo, dude? I've worked a million shows. I performed at a million shows. Arenas, small clubs, amphitheaters, festivals, the whole nine. If there's ever like a breach of a, a large amount of people, they're like, if you know, three guys sneak in, you, you find them, they're thrown out. But anything like that, that shit would have been a wrap, dude. Like, it should have been a wrap. If you're talking right? about, I don't know, 50, 100 people, like, that's an immediate, like, that not to be, you know, not necessarily shut down, but something to happen right then. You got hundreds of people just busting in. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that's wild. They didn't have control of that show at all. But that's not what's none the of my business. What's he gonna do next, though? What's he gonna, I, I don't know what I he's gonna he do next. I thought he got a drink thrown at him on his show the other day or some shit. I think yeah, he got into some shit with his baby mommy. Kicked her out on like IG Live or some shit. Whoa. And like, dude, why do people listen? I put a lot of shit on the interwebs. You do too. I don't put anything like personal. Like if I'm going to have like a mental breakdown, which I tend to, or like I'm gonna <laughs> do it off camera. I'm gonna be at a bar or on the floor. But people, why are you doing that on the fucking interwebs? Bro, Everyone sees you. Right? You're destroying yourself. It's like, that's my whole thing. It's like, don't embarrass me in public. Like, whatever. Like, you want to cuss me out when we get to the house? That's fine. But don't embarrass yeah. me in public. Yeah, you know but it's mean? also like, you never know what could happen. You film certain things. Those things could be uh, used against you. He said he was doing law. it for his protection or whatever, which I don't know. Whatever. He could have not done that on live. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what happens in their household. So, um that just was it was ratchet and then he you know he's pissing everybody off he's like i'm not apologizing oh, says something about to his guns. everybody i mean he's i you gotta appreciate yeah. staying on brand yeah right? yeah it's doubling down they say i mean you know people a lot of people do apologize it depends like you know that whole like uh, i don't have any regrets no regrets everything i've done has helped lead me to this point and there's there's truth in that That's right cute. sometimes you make a mistake <laughs> but like i i learned uh, the hard way that Fuck, man. You know what? I fucked that up. I fucked that up. If I did that differently, and to admit that, you know, it's a blow to the ego. But people are like, nah, I got no regrets. It's a way to not check yourself. And uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, man, I, maybe I should apologize. It'll make my soul feel better. Right. Or, dude, I just can't believe I did that dumb shit. Then there's sometimes if you don't feel wrong, then yeah, fuck it. Don't apologize. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be insincere about anything, right? So, like, I'm not going to apologize for some shit that I'm not sorry for. Like, mm. I will definitely be accountable because, like, you know, fuck, Drunk Jenny Beth says some shit sometimes. Drunk Jenny All Beth, this free dude. smoke. <laughs> Jenny, yo, and when you say Jenny Beth, it's, like, very Georgian. It's great. It makes sense to me now. I'm just reading it on the thing, and now I see it. It's great. It's yeah, fantastic. For sure, yeah. But, I mean, like, I apologize. And some of those apologies, you're like, I don't know if this is still going to work out. But. Yeah. You gotta do it. You yeah, gotta sometimes. do it. I apologize to like people in real life, um, and I wronged in, in the past or mm -hmm. whatever. I did. A, there was a period like seven years ago where I had to do a lot of those, and that was it fucking was awesome. It felt so good, and it came very naturally. It was the most liberating shit ever. Right. You know, they say it's when you um, you know forgive people that ain't for them, it's for you, and that's very true. It right. Felt so fucking good, and I got family members who can't forgive some of their other family members for the dumbest shit, and I can see it eating them alive in their sixties. Mm -hmm. You know. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to get eaten alive uh, by that at least. Right. You know? So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you got to, um, you know, if, if you feel bad about it. But if you don't, dude, fuck it, dude. You look weak. Yeah. If, you, if you do apologize for some shit just because you're intimidated to do so. Never that. Forced to. Never that. I said what I motherfucking said. Unless I didn't mean it. And I was being blustery. Yeah. <laughs> you you um you strike me and I think because of my like pseudo detective work, you strike me as a um a lady who enjoys comedy and you're in the, the comedy scene and shit like that. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Un poco. What um who do, who's funny right now? Who do you, who do you think's funny, comedian wise? <sighs> who's funny right now? Um, so I just obviously love to Dave Chappelle for like yeah. freeing comedians yeah, to be able yeah. to actually say something like, yeah. I can't believe they tried to cancel him over that, by the way. I'm actually personally offended. Yeah. I watched it with, while I got my hair done. Cause that's like a four hour deal <laughs> with my very openly, happily, beautifully gay hairdresser. And he and I, when he got to the part about the, the trans woman passing away mm. and like doing the money for the child and this, that, and the other, and what he learned from being friends with her. Like he and I were both sitting there fucking crying. Like he's it a was great orator great. aside from a comedian. So it was he, fucking great. Hit you hard. Yeah. He's great. Um, let's see who else. I don't know. I got put you on the spot. Picky and weird. Totally caught you off. And I hate doing that. Um, uh, David Lucas. I have to give love to David Lucas. That's my fucking I don't boy. Know. You gotta, uh, so David me. Lucas is like, he the roast guy. Like if you want oh, smoke, he's I got love, it. Oh uh, yeah, I love anybody so shitting on somebody. So he came up on. Um, he actually worked at the store for a long time. Comedy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Famous worked at the comedy, comedy club store. In LA, if you don't yeah. fucking know. Shout out to the comedy it's store. A, I've had a blast there many a time. I love that place. I fucking love that place. Um, but he worked there, and then he was on Tony Hinchcliffe's show a lot, right? Oh, roast dude. Yeah, he roasted the shit out of. T- he told Tony he looked like a gay Arctic fox, and like I just lost my shit. <laughs> I appreciate some shit talking. Uh, you know what I mean? So like, he was hilarious, but he's actually um, he's doing some dope stuff now. He went great. down to Texas with the whole, um, what well, we call it the yeah the the Great Migration, the Rogan Migration. Yeah, yeah. Not just that. There's a lot of like uh, business. I have I have a lot of friends from Texas, you know, in all Houston, Dallas, Austin area, but like my friends in Austin. There's like mad people, not just like comic dudes, like music people move there. Um, like, you know, obviously there's businesses and shit like that. Yeah. It's cool. Austin's cool. I like it. Tony's funny. Shout yeah. out to the Golden Pony. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, 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 I mean, I'm not a comedian uh, by any means. I don't want to be, but I enjoy comedy and I yeah. semi-follow it. I have a couple friends who, who do stand up and then, you know, I go to comedy clubs. I like to fucking laugh. Who the fuck doesn't? And I like my shit. So I pay attention to some shit here. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm on top of my shit. I'm, but I like it. When I find somebody new or it finds me and I'm like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, I dig it. And LA, it's, or any big city, I guess, but LA is great because you have like the comedy store and then there's like the, what, the, the fucking you improv. You got the improv. There's you a got bunch the, of joints. There's the joint in Pasadena. You got the ha-ha up in North Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And I like it. I, my friend used to date a waitress at the, or a server. Is it server now? Whatever. Somebody who brings drinks and snacks at the <laughs> comedy store. <laughs> And we used to go a lot. I still do. And I, I've been to a million comedy shows. I mean, I should, I've seen Dave Chappelle for I sat like, I could touch him if I could touch you. I sat that close to him at yeah. a show, a private yeah. one. And he's, you know, he's great. And I've seen all these big comedians, but the, the hardest I've ever laughed uh, ever. I thought I was going to fucking die. Uh, comedy store. It was like getting shot with a machine gun for 15 minutes was Donnell Rollins, Ashley Larry from the Chappelle okay. show. And I mean, I'm not saying he's the funniest dude ever, but that 15 minutes 
I couldn't fucking breathe. I needed my inhaler. Like it was just gunshots. That's amazing. Dude. Yeah, it was nuts. That was great. The comedy store is great. And if you're not drinking when you go, you're gonna end up eating a lot of the fucking cookies, dude. <laughs> spectacular cookies. The cookies are amazing. How good are the fucking the cookies? The cookies are so fucking good. They're really good. The cookies are amazing. Cookies. Yeah, no, the comedy store is great. Dave Chappelle did the fucking Trump grabber by the pussy thing in my face, like oh. in my face right here in Denver after fucking, it was a Rogan show. It was a Saturday night closer um, at Comedy Works Denver. Mm. And yeah, we were all leaving and he goes, sit the fuck down. Dave's here. And like, you could fucking smell like the fucking cigarettes oh, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was, was smokes mad cigarettes. He was shows. fucking lit. He was on a sickle and it was great though. He fucking crushed it. He's banging the fucking mic into the fucking wall. I'm like, yeah, no, it was amazing. You sit like very close to the comedy Uncle show. Uncle Joey. Can't leave Uncle Joey off oh, of Coco, funny. Joey Diaz? Coco's always funny. Yeah. Dude, if you sit close to the comedy show, though, you got to be brave because you're going to get roasted at some, some juncture. Maybe maybe not, but somebody, if you do a long show. I've, I've been in that position. I'm always cool with it. Old me could have done that. I, I took myself too seriously. Yeah. Which is the biggest mistake you can do in life. But... Nah. You, you sit close, you're going to get, you know, maybe made fun of, which I love. It's great. It's fine. I'm fine with it. I can laugh at myself. Thick skin. Yeah. Big girl. Yeah. I can Kind of got to be. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> out there that tends not to be, you know. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I saw um, a clip of some, I forget the comedian, but like a woman got up on stage during the set. And then the woman from the venue came up there and I, you know, they were, she was trying to get her off and she was very upset about some joke he just said. And I get it. But it's like, yo, comedy show, like, isn't like, if you hate loud music, don't go to a fucking heavy right. metal show. You right. You know what I'm saying? You should know better. You know, or wait till they get off stage afterwards and complain to the staff if you want to do it. But to climb up on stage, like if you climb up on a stage at a concert, a music show, you're going to get, I've tackled people off of stages before for yeah. money. Like you get hurt. Comedy show, this woman just crept right up there, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. There's nothing worse and nothing ruins a fucking night more than somebody arguing with the comic. Like, yeah. just shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. Keep your opinions. Yeah. Show us where it's because the, they're drinking. They're, yeah, it's fucking idiots. You think it's because they're drinking? No, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. When I drink, I'm actually nicer, less of a temper, less likely to start shit, and I'm fun. Dead sober, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a little like whatever, depending on who you ask. <laughs> I, I think I'm Wait, like, define whatever. Like a, I, I find myself a very cordial gentleman, but I'm a little short temper, perhaps. It depends if you rub me the I wrong way. You. I feel yeah. you. Yeah, so that's why I, I, why I smoke weed. It's like I don't take anxiety medicine and shit. I fucking do that. I'm pretty fucking cool. Yeah. If, even if I'm drinking, I've never started a fight drinking, no DUIs, never like broken. I've never fucking blacked out in like public and thrown up. Uh, but, you know, sober, I'm like a little, okay, dude, especially if I'm at a place where other people are drinking and I'm sober. Right. No, I think I have a sweet spot, right? Like it, after a certain point, then I'm a different drunk Jenny Beth, mm. and maybe not as that's as fun though. I, I would love to see that because I just like extremes. I'm, I'm, I don't know that you want to see it, Fred. I I, I'm, <laughs> I'm extreme though. I I, mean, I I I do very poorly in the gray area. So I I, would, I mean I wouldn't want to you know I'm not trying to instigate. I'm not trying to push you to a level, but it'd be a uh, you know. I don't, you know, I, drunk Jenny Beth is not. So the there's no what off. do they call that shit? Like Southern hospitality goes out the window when you get drunk. So here's the thing. I think that I let shit go too long and I'm just like cool with shit and I like don't say anything for a long time. And then somewhere around like four to six drinks, I'm like, and another motherfucking thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you so, you out. know, yeah. I got to work on that. You know, therapists earn their fucking money. Yeah, they do. I love therapists. <laughs> you know, I almost became a therapist. I was like, were well, you? I was a, you kind of fucking are. I was a semester away from a master's degree in psychoanalysis and I dropped out because my band went on a tour. What a fucking good life decision. Anyway. <laughs> How was the fucking tour, though? It was great. Well, we did it because we had like a big deal dangling in front of us, which didn't happen. Uh, but it was so you risked it all to get the deal and yeah or yeah I was but uh, you know what yeah. good on you for being a team I, player I wasn't I wasn't re- regretting it I enjoyed it but I, I was like I can't go back to school that shit was and I'm I'm good at that kind of shit but it was just like uh eh, you know it was just a commitment I yeah. wasn't ready to do I was being lazy but whatever I like what I do now it's it's fine but <laughs> therapists earn their fine. money dude <laughs> they definitely earn their money what's the worst place to smoke weed. Outside of the police station? I mean, like, um, the worst place to smoke weed. Oh, God. Your in-law's house, maybe, if your in-laws suck. Yeah, I mean, that would be a shitty one. The worst place to smoke weed, by a church, probably, because I feel like the judgment, like, because I'm judged by those fucking people who are about to go get hammered at fucking lunch and not tip, and then I'm going to get judged by God, too, and so it's just a lot of judgment. It gives me anxiety. First place I smoked <laughs> weed when I was 13 was a fucking graveyard. I'm sure I'm going to hell for that. I mean, I don't know. I fucking used to go get high, like, right? I would smoke during the youth church, like, you know, where you go to like, the Wednesday night shit. I don't know. Maybe you don't. I was Catholic. I don't know about youth church. Okay, well, we, listen, I was at church a lot, like, ironically. Sounds like a um, good Shout time. out God, whatever. He's cool. I fuck yeah, with him. Yeah, he's a good guy. I fuck with him. We're um, but I would always go get like high and then come back as the service was ending. One day I got real high and I got there as it was starting. Oh, it's too much. Oh my God. I got sat on the fucking front row cause everybody else had already taken the chairs and shit. And like, it was just, I've never felt so fucking, <laughs> that's the worst place to be high on the front row at church. Final uh, answer. Best God. place. to smoke. <laughs> What's the best place to smoke weed? Um, I'm a big fan of like smoking a fat blunt in the tub. Apple on the top. You like Tony Montana with guns. <laughs>